Hey everybody. Hey everybody. It's Michael White. Alexandria Mofitis. Nice to see you all again. Yeah, we're really yeah, happy we're really to be happy. doing this. Um, today's episode is going to be actually very interesting uh, because we're actually going to be talking about vetting. Mm. And you've heard us talk about it, but now we're actually going to dive deep into it. Um, so before we get started, guys, please like, share, subscribe. You know where to find us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube. You can like us all there. And I'm always going to say this at the beginning, guys. We're not here to discriminate or hate on anyone, gender or race. But we are here to call out bad behavior or things that hinder us from coming together as men and women. Mm, for sure. And uh, this is the reason I love this subject is because so many people don't do it. And I was one of them. I was one of the people that didn't vet. Um, and that got me nowhere apart from well, see, relationships that didn't work. <laughs> that's what's going to make this episode so interesting. Because you're, I'm going to talk about what it didn't like when I didn't vet the consequences of that. Mm. And you're going to discuss the consequences of you not vetting. And then we're going to talk about where we're at today and the benefits of us vetting today versus back then. Mm, I love that. I love that. It's awesome. so cool because there is a journey to everything. And well, I, you can compare yeah. apples to oranges with the two, right? Well, absolutely. So, absolutely. Um, I will go first very quickly. Go for it. You don't have to be quick. Guys, go for it. Explain guys, yourself. <laughs> girls. Back then when I was younger... And again, I think a lot of guys really start experimenting with women, usually around the age of 14 onwards. I never vetted. You look pretty to me. I was attracted to you. That was enough for me. Now, period, period right? Like, yes, obviously there was like personality. Did we get along? But like the looks were like the launching pad um, going forward. So... I'm going to talk about what not vetting looked like for me. It ended me up in a lot of relationships that were very physical, no connection, and literally wasted time. I'm not saying that person was a waste of time, but I'm saying if there was a proper vetting process, I would have avoided dating that individual. So the negative pitfalls were time was wasted. Feelings got hurt on both ends, mine and the females. Um, connecting my body with somebody that I should have never connected my body with, but at that age, hormones are running wild, like the Tasmanian devil. Um, <laughs> and I can openly admit that as I started to get older, the vetting, ha vetting never even crossed my mind. So as I got older, it was just, oh, you look pretty. You make me feel good. Let's go out. Let's be together. Not understanding that I needed a certain level of criteria. They needed a certain level of criteria. And because that criteria was never matched, it was just two people together. Like, yeah, like a painting. Like, you know, when you just throw paint on a painting, that, that was it. So nothing good ever came out of it. Right. And it wasn't until, like, I am telling you guys, this is why it's so important for you to know about vetting 
and how to vet, and we're going to talk about that near the end, and how to vet properly is you make better decisions. I didn't learn vetting until my 30s, and I'm 35. So imagine there is a history of me making bad decisions with women based off of you look good. We kind of get along. Let's try to make it work. And the physical, yeah, this is the physical attraction, isn't it? And that's all of it, really... the physical attraction, a little bit of connection. Like, yeah, we can go out to dinner together. We can have a phone t- fun time. But it's like, as we talked about on this podcast, never going deep. Because you, you've heard us talk about it on a lot of the videos that even like the ones that we shared with Stefan, if your plan is to not make this woman a wife, what are you doing being involved with her? Mm. So a lot of the women that I was involved with, I had no plans of making them a wife. Mm. They were just good for what was good for right now. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even have a plan for them. Mm-mm. You didn't even have a plan for yourself. Probably. Exactly. I didn't even have a plan for myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And I didn't even know about how to lead as a man in a relationship. So that's why they told you it was like a painting just thrown on to a canvas. And that was my biggest mistake because I'm dating these girls and I had no plan for them. We're just kind of living in the moment, having a good time. Um, But again, there was no plan, no longevity, no nothing. And even in my 20s, which you should kind of have some degree of what you want to do with your life, I had no degree of what I wanted to do with the women I dated. It was just, oh, you make me feel good. You're great. We have a connection. Awesome. <laughs> but where, does that, but where does that take you? You see? Mm. And all the podcasts, that, that, like the stuff that we share, the ending goal is where does that take you? Can I just add to that also, there is a lot of people that still, that will even get to the, like, even propose and get married, but they still haven't vetted one another. They just get married because uh, I know, like, in traditions in my kind of culture, in in the, you know, Greek community or even um, Mediterraneans, I mean, I'll just speak for the Greek Cypriots here because I am a Greek Cypriot, but... Um, when the parents see that you're you've got a man, most of the time they will push you to get married. That's it. It's it's just you know you're with somebody, you must get married to them, and it still happens. I mean, it probably still happens today. Probably not as much, but it does still happen. So there's so many people who didn't actually, even though they get married, they didn't vet each other, and hence why the divorce rate is sky high now. Because back then they didn't do the vetting; they just got married because it was a, um, it was like a. You know, when the latest trainers come out and a bit everyone wants them, it's that, um, I'm trying to think of the word, the, it's a phase that everyone thinks that marriage, 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 it's the greatest, let's, let's just go and get married. How cool is that? We have this big wedding, especially with the Greeks. You had, we would have the tradition is to put pin money all over um, the dresses and all over the groom as well. So it was a um, big novelty as, as such where everyone wanted to do that and they wanted this huge wedding and all these people coming along and just having a, a great day but it wasn't I've always said and I always like from my perspective of things the way I used to look at it was when I'd hear them people together they, it wasn't a click it wasn't it, I, you'd, you'd know that they, it wasn't right they weren't right for each other however um the thing of the marriage was such a 
such a big thing to everybody that let's just do it anyway. And that is <laughs> ends in disaster. It doesn't work. That's why there is so many well, divorces right now. I'm going to share there. something very interesting with you. And it ties into the stuff that you actually talk about. And I think we might have covered one or two of her videos. Her name is Candace Owens. If, if anybody knows her, she's a political person. She got engaged within three weeks. And she's still married to her husband now. Now, this is where the manifestation comes part comes in. She just said that when she saw her husband, like her at the time, when she saw this man, she just knew that was her husband. Like she just knew. There was no like... Oh, like maybe he, like she just knew like that is going to be my husband. I definitely believe in that. I definitely one hundred percent believe in that. And she's happily married to him with a child right now. But we have to have to ask yourself: Does that happen for everybody? Mm-hmm. No, no, because no, see, no, no, their mindsets were completely different. Candace was saying, and it was a great interview that she does not like to waste time. Some people will take like 10 years to get to know each other and then they get married. She's like, I'm not wasting 10 years of my life. Within a short period, I should know if I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Because as she said, you have some people dragging it out. uh, You know, oh, we've been together for like, let's say hypothetically you're dating someone. Oh, we've been together for three years. Don't you think within that three years, there should have been like some discussion of marriage or some type of proposal or something? We have such a short time on this earth, as she said, a short time. And you're going to just spend it dilly-dallying? Because some people like to waste their time. Some people, people do like to waste their time because they're also trying to keep their options open. Mm-hmm. So, again, I do believe that you could possibly look at someone and be like, yeah, that's going to be my wife. Mm-hmm. But within the context of either A, you're getting to know each other, there are some form of dates happening, and then you just have that reassurance. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, it is what it is. There's something you just know. That you, yeah, you, you just, just know, know. But at you least in, in that knowing, there's evidence of it because you're going out on dates. You've made the effort to interact mm-hmm. with that person. Absolutely. Um, so I think that is a very, very interesting thing. But um, to, to bring it to forefront, I really want you to explain for the women here because, God, this is going to help them so much. I don't know it's going to help the men. What were the negative effects of you not vetting a man properly? Well, number one is I went in and out of relationships, which was number, which is something I never wanted to do in my world. I didn't know no different. I didn't know to vet people. I done exactly the same as what you just said, what you were saying, Michael. I would meet somebody. Although... I definitely must say that when every time in any of my relationships, I've known in that moment that I'm going to be with that person. But that's not a good thing because we're not together. So even though I had that instinct to know that I'm going to be with them and they knew they were going to be with me, that was actually a downfall because we didn't get to know each other. We just got together. So it was more feeling-based. It was feeling-based. We didn't stop to ask each other questions and understand one another and understand which direction we're going in. And for me, it was maybe slightly different because I had children and I didn't... um, After I split with the children's dad, the next relationship was the only relationship I allowed into my household. And after that, I didn't want 
anybody else come into my household. So I had to always understand how do I keep this separate. So for me, it was very much just going on a um, making sure that that relationship doesn't coincide with my kids because I didn't want that. I didn't want them to be part of my children uh, until I maybe like I don't know. I in my head it was more that later on if it if it continues in I don't know three four five years time then they could be part of it but until then no so um and because I didn't vet because I didn't take that time out because it was very much just uh, an attraction based thing um <laughs> it didn't look the evidence is sitting right here I am the evidence of doing that I'm not in a relationship because I didn't stop to take the time to understand what I wanted first and foremost. I didn't even know what I wanted out of a relationship. I I kind of, all right, look, you know that you don't, you want to be with someone that you get on with, obviously. Like the, the small things that you want, someone that makes you laugh, um, you know, but. But you couldn't but, go deep with them, though. No. I didn't go deep with them. And there's only one person I had very deep and emotional conversations with, but he'd already, he'd stated many times that he doesn't want to be in a relationship. But I wasted a lot of my life, a big chunk of my life with him, thinking... To a chat. Had, yeah, yeah. Basically, like, we've had oh. the done the podcast before where I thought he would change his mind, so I stuck around because of our deep conversations, because of the connection between us. And because we kind of wanted the same thing. So that was the only time where I thought he wants to kind of the same things as me. And even though after that, um, which was about five years all in all, really, of my life, when I met somebody, I still didn't do the vetting process, Michael. I ended up in a relationship that was completely not for me. And it's like, you know, I got to a point where I was like, what are you doing to yourself? So it, when we started doing the podcast and you were saying you're 35, man, I'm in my 40s and I only started learning this. So I just want to say to anybody out there who is like, even I don't care how many relationships you've had so far, but anyone, if you're still single and you're or you're getting to know someone, really get to know them. Understand your needs, your wants, your values, your desires. Where are you going? Do you want kids? Do you not want kids? Do you want marriage? Know these things and know the deeper side for your for your connection and why you're with this person. Like, because I strongly believe, Michael, when we don't do this, we end up with somebody and just end up staying with them just for the sake of being with them because people are too frightened to walk away because they're scared they're not going to find someone again. And it just, it's a trap. Well, that's why I want to ask you a two-part <laughs> question because you've mentioned your kids and their father and we're not going to get too deep, but did you vet him? Nope. Okay, so you never vetted him. Okay, nope. just so the audience understands exactly. And that's why it only I only lasted. We only lasted in our relationship for two years. But the to be fair, the last year was hanging on like a thread. So, mm -hmm. um, but before you even met him, there was no level of vetting. It was just nope. you're attractive. I'm attractive. Yep. Bam. Got together. Okay. Yep. The re and you know what? <laughs> it's funny because my children have got different fathers. So when I met my the, the my daughter's father, the reason why I was so jumped into it was because he accepted my son. And I couldn't believe it in the Greek community that somebody had accepted me having a child. So that's all I needed. At but no time. vetting, though, again, right? But no vetting. It was just, okay. just because of that pure, obviously, an attraction. 
And the fact that when I told he him I had accepted. Band, he accepted it, that was it. I kind of fell head forward, like just dive straight in, like, oh my goodness. And that was to me was like a vetting process that well, I was 20. Well, that's what's interesting because that's why, like, I really want you to speak to the women and help them understand that when they don't inv- enforce their criteria with the men that they choose, because again, right, like women choose these men just like men choose the women. The consequences are massive of, of, of dealing with these type of um, men and not vetting them. What are these massive consequences? Well, look, number one, if you, especially if you're gonna, if you have a child with the person you didn't vet, there's consequences. Is those children are gonna grow up without the father in the house? Now, there isn't a bigger consequence than that, Michael. That is huge in itself. And then you've got to, as a woman, you've got you've got the burden of having to raise those children by yourself. And if you haven't had that vetting process, you're gonna end up at lockerheads because nothing. You don't agree on anything because you didn't understand that before you got into that relationship that you don't have the same values and you don't follow the same principles. So therefore, when it comes down to um, having to agree on certain things, you don't agree because you didn't even, you just don't agree because you didn't vet the person. So they're going to have complete, they're not that they're always going to have, but it's very, the high possibility they're going to have different views to what you have. So that's a huge part of it, you know? Um, And even if you don't have children, and you get with somebody, why put yourself through that in the first place? If you've got the time, have the, you know, you've got time in your world to be able to sit down, get a notepad, get a pen and really think about, you know, create your ideal partner in your mind and write it down and really stick to it. Know your values, know who you, know what you would, like the negotiables and non-negotiables and really take that time to understand that so that, when you do meet someone, you can spot red flags from the beginning and you're not wasting your time, their time, and you don't fall into that thing of getting pregnant and then being left as a single parent, whether it's a father that ends up as the single parent with the child or the mother, you know, because it can go both ways. It's not just the mother that ends up with the children. No. It could be the father too, right? So well, um, I, think I actually want to add something. I actually think there's also emotional damage when you don't do that. Oh goodness! Yeah, you got both that. Men, yeah. Uh, and I think you Thank should you. cover Thank you should cover the that. women's part, and I'll cover the man's part. But I think for men, when they don't vet women and stuff goes left, the man goes down like two directions. He becomes either like very bitter mm. and, and cynical, or B, he becomes like um, a mis- um, misogynistic and really starts to hate women. Mm. Um because of the bad experiences that he's let define him. Um, And I would say those are the two biggest things from an emotional standpoint. Like, yes, it does build up emotional character. I'm, I'm all for people going through pain. I am all through people going through hurt. But again, when it comes to your relationships, if it can be avoided, avoid it. Yeah, I don't think we're ever going to really truly avoid it in that sense because I think even if you're, if you're, especially if you're quite young and you got with somebody and let's say you did really vet them, you're well, always. I would say mitigate the risk. I would say at least if yeah. you're able to say like, okay, like you're not for me, I'm not going out with you type thing. Like you're yeah. able to kind of mitigate your risk level um, and not put yourself in compromising situations um, that are actually going to hurt you instead of uplift your life. Um, and that's why I really want you to talk about the negative effects for women um, when it when it comes when you don't vet emotionally. 
Look, for me, I, I must say that I switched off emotionally because of relationships, because I didn't vet them. Um, kind of, it, it has a huge negative effect in the sense of, it could be trust, could be one of the big ones. You don't trust they're going to stick around. And especially if there's a child involved, then it could stop you from wanting more children because you don't trust that that person's going to leave too or it's not going to work. And that's a big one because you might be somebody who actually wants a number of children. And because of an experience that you've had with one and they're no longer there, um, you don't trust that the other person's going to stick around. And I know for me, that was something, that's why after my second child, I said, I don't want any more children because to me, it was like, well, I've had two children, both the dads not around because I didn't, I didn't understand the vetting process. But um, to me, it was like, well, I'm never going to have children with anyone because I don't trust that they're going to stick with me. Like, I, what if I do, what if, it, and people say to me all the time, like, well, what if you fall in love with someone and, you know, and he really wants a family. So I say, no, because I don't know. At any point, he could decide that he wants to leave. And then who's who's left again? So, See, I'm glad that you brought that up because you see, like, a, a lot of people, this is why the healing process is so important because, and this goes for men and women, that lack of trust will hinder you from yes. sometimes finding your one. Yes. It will because now, like, think about it. From a woman's point of view, you might not trust men. So the first thought you're thinking is he's probably going to dip at some point. He's going to leave yes. me at some point. Number two, you might become a misandry. That means hatred of men. Uh, just for you guys that don't know, there's two of them. There's misogynistic, which is the hatred of women. And there's misandry, which is the hatred of men. Um, so you might start to hate men. You might be like, man, like after all these bombed relationships, I just can't trust men no more. Because from a woman's standpoint, her first love is her father. And if her father's already broken her heart and then she starts dealing with other men, it, it literally creates like a pattern of like pain. Yeah, for sure. And it's a really good point you brought up there, Michael, because it is, it's, um, it does, it can hinder you. And that trust is something you need to have like a foundation of a relationship is first respect, trust, and then love, you know, and um, healing. And healing, yeah, because without the healing process of things, then you're just going to keep carrying it with you. And each relationship you're going to go to will keep breaking down because you haven't healed. And then you just same guy or same girl, but different, like same different guy, faces. same girl, same characteristics. Yeah, same character, just a different person, different yeah, name, different but person. the same, yeah, the same everything. So um, I'm trying to think the other things really for a woman. I mean, I think trust is the number one that that really does. I just want to touch on what you said about the trust with um, it, about hindering. Look, it could have been had I not had I known, then maybe I would have had. I was quite open to having like five kids. I'd, I was quite happy to do that. I didn't. It wasn't like I had a number in mind. I, well, when I when I had my children, I didn't even think I was going to have children. It wasn't. I wanted to travel, so when I had my children, I was open. Um, but because of the two experiences, to me, I was like, no. So I could have met Mister Perfect, and but I would have been the one that said, nope, not going there. So I 
actually stopped myself. And now it's a no-no regardless because I just wouldn't go there. Um, And that's what I want to cover, you see, because a lot of times we have to ask ourselves, are we making that decision because that's what we really want? Or are we making making that decision because we're afraid of outcomes because we had previous outcomes? Yes, Yes. and that was because I'm not healing because Mm -hmm. I was going by my past experiences to what could possibly happen in my future experiences. And also you said, um, oh dear, um, about, about like hating men. I, and I've just, I feel very blessed that I didn't go down that road. And I, I still do believe in love and I do believe in, I believe in the greatness of love. And everyone has a, well, you know, everyone has a person if they want it. And I truly believe in that. And I, I, I think men are amazing. Uh, and I don't ever, one thing I must say, and I've always been like this, no matter how much, no matter what hurt I went through in my relationships, I definitely didn't come out of it and think to myself, all men are the same. I've never, but I, I think a lot of women do. They will say all oh, the good ones have gone. Um, you know, men are, they call men men very horrible names and say, you know, they're all just selfish, they're this and that. But I don't, I just don't believe that. Maybe because I've also been for a healing process. So, mm. um, but that can, that does happen a lot, Michael. And, and I think a big thing that happens in a relationship also when you haven't vetted somebody and you get into something, it becomes, like we said before, like you, it's lockerheads because you don't understand each other. You're not understanding each other's wants, needs and desires. So you're not listening and you're, because you're not hearing, because you're not asking the questions. If you're not well, you're asking, only going off of feelings. You're only going off of how right. they make you feel instead of like, what is the sustenance of this relationship going to be? And that's what's yes. Stefan, that's why I'm glad we cover his work because he says, can you go deep with them? Right. Can you be vulnerable with them right. or, or open up or be in a place where they can see sides of you that the world doesn't see mm. and they can still love you? Can you go deep? And a lot of times, if we're being honest, most of these people that we're attracted to, we know we can't go deep with them. We mm-hmm. only have a physical attraction to them. And I want to say also, there's something that um, I experienced this. It was speaking with a male, actually, but we weren't. Uh, it was actually a business partner. And we would been talking for, I'd known him for a number of years. And we came to a realization that once one of the things you know, when you know that you're not with the person that is for you, like we just said about going deep, was, you know, if you're picking up the phone, let's say, like I have, male business partners so let's say I've answered the phone to you Michael as my business partner and I'm with a guy and I don't feel like I can just talk to you in the way I would normally talk to you Mm. that means I'm not with the right person because like you rightfully said if I'm with the right person who's for me and we're in we can go deep, we're connected in every way, we understand each other, we're vulnerable with one another, we're open, we're, you know, all the great things, then when I answer the phone to you, I would speak to you in exactly the way I speak to you any other time. And, and I love that. And I'm going to touch on that because when I mean go deep, I'm talking about penetration because we think about it. We all have walls up, right? 
But this person, you're able to go deep where they're able to penetrate right through the walls and you allow it. See, that's the big difference. Like, let's say, for example, you can't go deep with them. You're always going to keep them at a distance. You're always going to keep them on the other side of the wall. Yes. You're always going to keep them on because you know that you can't go deep with them. You're always going to keep them on that side of the wall. But like when you meet that one person that can penetrate the wall, like they're literally like you have a wall and they've brought a wrecking ball. Yes. And they're, and you're allowing it. Like you see them in the distance, like, like you're getting to know them and you see you're like, damn, they got a wrecking ball. And you're looking at them and like, you know what? I'm going to allow them to tear down the wall. You've given the permission. Because of, because they make you feel comfortable, they make you feel safe, they make you feel all of these things. And I think that's the biggest one is feeling safe with somebody because I think we, we definitely have spoken about this before where um, one of the things I want to definitely say about not vetting is I've been vulnerable with guys and opened my, open myself up to things that have happened and then when it's come to the time where they where there's an argument, Remember we said yeah, they've we loaded, yeah. loaded their gun and then well, it's just been shot at me and well this happened and that happened and did it. You're like, whoa, that's my personal stuff that I've told you. Then you and don't want to do it anymore, right? And like, now you yeah, now you're coming back and you're shooting my own stuff back at me. That is my experiences and using it as ammunition. No. And that I don't know, does that come under trust? It comes under trust, right? It comes under trust, but it yeah. also comes under understanding that love is a risk, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, it's just a question of, are you going to take the risk with this person? Because some people like to try to mitigate risk as much as possible. Yes. But at the end of the day, you're either going to take the risk with that person or you're not. See, and I'm, it's funny because I'm so open to taking that risk still. It doesn't, for me, it's like, okay, these things have happened. But like I said, I have been on a journey of a healing process. So maybe that's why I'm still why, open. Yeah. And yeah, and if and at the end of the day, if that happens, then, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm in a space where I know that I don't need anybody. I want somebody. I don't need to have anybody with me, as in I don't need a partner. It's a more, it's a want and a desire. So having that in my world um, will be, will just like enhance me as a as a human. And I know that that's what will, it would do when that person's around. So, um, so if that was to come my way, I would know how to deal with it now, and I know You're how more to- accepting. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think when you don't vet people, it just ends up like what I think, like we said, it just ends up in in arguments, and you don't when know you what create to do that with trauma it. for your life because you didn't do the proper research. And we've said it on the show: when you buy a house, do they let you just live in there? No. Do they just say, you know what? I like you. We have a wonderful connection. Here's the keys to the house. Man, I tell you, Michael, and that's a perfect analogy to use because I used to be an estate agent. And when I take people to houses, I mean, I tell you, people would go into cracks and corners and every little part of the place, yeah, to vet the place, to make sure they would open all doors, all drawers, like knocking on every single wall, like wanting to get into the attic, wanting to get into every nook and cranny into that place before they put an offer in. They wanted to know everything. They would get us, they would spend 
like hundreds on a surveyor to go in to make sure there's no leakages anywhere or there's no damp or there's no this or and people would like take that risk as you said they would take the risk of paying out five six seven hundred pound um and it could come back that they've got all these problems and they're going to walk away from the uh from it but they were willing to put that money put their money where their mouth is as such and test it out to see if there's any problems and vet the place and risk losing that because to them it's not a loss it's a gain because long term they're not gonna they're not gonna have to deal with any problems they wouldn't be happy there and that's the thing like as i said even when you sit down with somebody and there, and you say, "Hey, I want to buy this house." What do they tell you? We need to see. Do you have good credit? Do you yeah. have X, Y, Z? Do yes. you have all these things? We, yes. They need to see history. Yes, yeah, so even on our side, yes, it goes both ways. Yeah, they need to see history. Yep. They're not just going to be like, "You go in, oh hey, I really like, I really like you. Here's the keys to our million dollar home. Take it." No, no they're going to do a history check. Yep, absolutely. And that's why I'm saying that's why vetting is so important because you need to know who you're getting involved with and what you're dealing with. That's what you, because you need to understand. And I told somebody this today, vetting is important because number one, you're going to bring this person around your family. This person is going to be around your family. So you got to make sure that they are a well put together person before you bring them around your family. B, you're going to bring them around your friends. So if you're bringing them around their friend, you don't want someone that's going to be like, well, why are you such an asshole? Or why are you this? Or why are you that? And putting you down in public in front of your friends. Absolutely. Or family gatherings. Absolutely. Number yeah. three is if you also have children. So that's what you need to understand. That That's why vetting is so important because you're going to take those huge considerations into they're going to be around my friends, family, and possibly kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be around you first and foremost. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but it's like, yeah. At the end of the day, and I can only speak for a man, is I am going to try to mitigate my risk, and we're going to talk about it after in like two minutes. But at the whole time is, is I know this person is going to be around my family and friends. And I want to make sure they're a right fit for my life and what I have in it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I that, think that's that, why that's it's important. Big. It's big. It's big, Michael. It's big because, you know, I've brought, I've brought I remember bringing someone around to, um, around to family and... Oh, I was it, like, was no go. it was a no go. It was a no. Exactly, no go. You're like, it was a no go. Like, what have I just done? I felt, and I felt embarrassed. And I was like, but how can I feel it? Like, it's I'm the one that's done this in the first place. Is me, and this is this is something that we really and we speak about this a lot. But I need to say, you must take responsibility for what you have chosen, what you mm-hmm. entertain, where you put your time and attention. And if you don't like what's being said and you don't you don't agree with certain things, then you need to flesh it out. You need to speak and communicate so you can see if it's something you can be negotiated with or non-negotiable. It's like you just jumping into things does not work. And I think the house analogy is probably the best way to be able to describe all of that. Well, I think also if we're going to take it a step further is don't try to change a person. Yes. That Thank you. Is the biggest problem there. Yeah. What you'll do is 
and I love that you brought that up. You'll you'll take somebody and you'll, you'll see some things. And there's nothing wrong with bringing something to someone's attention that they might need to change some things. But when you are fully trying to change them, Mm-mm-mm. like honestly, you're creating a headache for you. You're creating a headache for them. Yes, yes, yes. So we'll like, and I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to downplay anybody, but it's, again, I'm going to use a house analogy. It's like, let's say your realtor takes you to see a house and the house is sinking into the earth. And you're like, you know what? That's fine. I'm going to hire a contractor. They're going to lift the house out the dirt. They're going to fix all the pipes and do it. No, it's not even worth it. It is not worth it at that point. If you look at the house and you see the house house sinking into the ground, why are you going to sit there and be like, well, I'm going to try to turn it into this perfect little house. Leave it alone. Go find something that will work for you. Yeah, and leave it alone. Unless you like it. That is, if you are sitting there and you're like, the house is sinking and I'm going to change it. Yeah. There, I need to look at you and not the house now. Yeah. Absolutely. There's something going on with you, not the house. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it really is about just taking that time and really understanding what you want and not bypassing it. Like if you know what you want, don't be like, you know, you meet someone and you think, oh, yeah, but this is all of the, mm. A, B, C, and D is really good. I really, you know, that doesn't work. But, uh, you know, there's too many good things. I mean, if it's, if it's a non-negotiable, you need to. It is what it. it is. Yeah, like, you need why, to. Like, why are we arguing? Yes, because I've known people, Michael, and I, I ugh, one thing, you know, they've taught me through being in a bad relationship. They really taught me not what not to do and watching people be in a relationship and trying to change each other and constantly constantly saying that thing why do you do this or why can't you just be how I want you to be it's like I mean it's like saying to a a leopard why have you got spots like why have you got spots take those spots off it can't take the spots off and it's not going to take the spots off so why would you want to try and do that to a human being it's not gonna happen guys like honestly it's not leave it alone and that's why we're going to talk about the pros of vetting when you vet somebody you save yourself number one from heartbreak First of all, because again, you've you've acknowledged, like for example, and we're always gonna from now on, we're gonna start giving examples. I won't date a smoker. I won't. That's a non-negotiable for me. So for me, if I find out the person smokes, I'm not gonna be like, well, I'll break the rule for you. Mm. No, I'm sorry, you're a very nice lady. I greatly appreciate the time that you've given me, but I'm sorry I can't go out you. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Or like again, I don't want to date someone that doesn't do personal development Mm. because for me, personal development is a higher level of conversation. It's a different type of conversation. It's a different type of... So if they're reading the books that I read or they know about... Then we're more likely to work things out instead of having a screaming death match. Mm, It's a different language altogether when you do personal development as well, right? Exactly. So that's why I'm saying that for me, where I'm at now, once I vetted, like now I vet, I ask the questions. I give the answers. If someone asks me questions... I will give them the answers. I vet clearly for both of us. So she's vetting me and I'm vetting her to see Mm. if we're a good fit for each other. And Mm. that's the thing. With those questions and with the behavior, you can decide if you want to move forward or not. 
I'm mm-hmm. not trying to change them. They're not trying to change me. It's like, let's say they show up and they say, hey, I got like a spotty past. And I've had the conversation the last couple of days. Let's say someone went from being a drug addict to a clean person or whatever, or they used to do OnlyFans or be a stripper. Great. No problem. But you're just not for me. Mm. They might not even do it now. Mm. They might not do it now. But I'm sorry. Greatly appreciate it. It's your past. But I'm sorry. I can't go out with someone that's made decisions like that. And that's your prerogative, and that's fair enough. So I think you definitely save yourself so much heartache by vetting, like so much heartache. Um, Well, you limit your dating pool, but you get the best out of your dating pool. Yes. And you know what? Just to go back on, not back, but just to tap on something. I remember dating, meeting a guy and... um, we would, I think we went out for a few, like a couple of meals, couple of drinks. And I'd said to him, I don't want children. He was like, I do. But he wanted to continue being with me. And I was like, this isn't going to work because you want children. He's like, oh, you know, so you can have kids. It's like, uh, yeah, my body's very capable of doing that. However, I don't want children. So, but he continued to chase and want that. And I was like, it, this is what I mean. This is why I, I've, I've experienced it. You just go, I don't understand what people don't understand about what you're telling them and why they ignore it. And I'm saying that, but I've done it myself where I've told you, where someone said to me, I've, I'm not, I don't want to be in a relationship. And I thought well, they'll change their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so I just want people to be so super aware and listen and take on board what's being said that too i'm gonna give you guys the perfect analogy why vetting is important you know on an apple tree right and you know the apples that fall to the ground right most of the time we're trying to eat those apples like oh maybe this one's good maybe this one's good and the apple tastes like crap Mm. it's been on the ground it's been rotting it's been whatever but you're like well there's a little bit of red it still looks good no, what you should be doing is the reason why you vet is you should be going for the apples in the tree at the top. And that's what I mean. That's where you're going to find your best options. because do you limit your options? Yes, because let's be honest. Let's say on an apple tree, there's more gross and, and, and gross apples at the bottom of the floor, at the bottom of the tree, than there are good apples, right? Mm-hmm. But at least you know, you have certainty. That if you take an apple from the top of the tree, you're getting the best. You're going to mm. bite into it and not spit that. it out. I love that. What a great way to put it. Yeah, you're not going to spit true. it out. You're not going to be like, this apple's terrible. No, because you've reached at the top of the tree and you've taken the best. You're not taking what's on the ground. And I feel like for a lot of times in people in life, what they'll do is they bite a bunch of rotten apples. Oh, this one looks good. This one looks good. And they just keep biting all these rotten apples. And then from biting all these apples, they get sick. They get food poisoning. They get all these things when all that could have been avoided if you would have been like, no, I'm done eating apples from the ground. I want the best. And the best apples are in the tree. And that's by me having standards. Does it limit your pool of dating options? Yes. But do you still get the best? Yes, because you're not just entertaining anybody and anybody. Am I calling the people that you've dated bad apples? No. But what I am saying is that you could have avoided a nasty relationship, heartache, emotional trauma, 
by not biting into those apples just because they looked good. That's that's what I'm saying is, let's say the apple falls to the ground and you only saw like the front part, but you didn't see the back part of the apple was rotting, but you only saw the front and we're like, oh man, that apple's perfect. It's great. And then you take a bite out of it and you're like, oh man, oh, this apple tastes funny. It, because it was rotting at the back and it leaked into the whole apple. Only the front of the apple looked good. I'm going to give you a real life example of this. Facebook Messenger. I have so many apples on the floor on Facebook Messenger, right? And it's because I know what I'm looking for and what I want, I can just read the first two, just two words, and I know, block. Maybe Go away, waste my time. I, I, I don't know, it's literally, it could be two or three words, and I know, Michael, that they're See? the apples on the floor. And... So I don't entertain, I don't waste my time because I've understood how to vet. And now the one person that I will put my time and attention to, which I've done of recently, um, is because of a more of a long term and I've been around, I've, I've seen and spoken and spoken and, and now giving my time and attention and same for him to me. It's not like a it's a one Wait, way. Are you talking about like a new guy? Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. okay. I, I, I just picked up on it now, but okay. So, so it's yeah. So when I go, when I, all these years of Facebook sending me, or not Facebook sending to me, the people that come through, come through, come through. Like I said, I just know from, I feel the energy that's come through. I can read, I can understand from the first few words that are being said. And sometimes I'll just like, if they're being really nice about it, like I don't like to be horrible and ignore people, but I will say, look up, please, uh, if that's what you want from me, um, do not message me again, you know? Or there's ones that you just know, don't waste my time. It's just a straight up block done. You're not interested yeah. in what I do. You're not interested in my work. You're just, you're just trying not to, you're trying to do the process of not vetting basically through attraction. Um, and I'm not down for that. So yeah, it's really interesting. It's really, really interesting, Michael, um, as using that analogy when you said they're bad apples on the, on the ground to what I personally experience daily on my messenger. So, um, yeah, all of you guys on the messengers, uh, if you've been blocked, well, you won't be able to see this if you've been blocked. So <laughs> if you you're okay, you still haven't been wow. blocked and I haven't replied to you, that's why. <laughs> but guys, uh, we're going to wrap this up. We greatly appreciate it. Um, and again, we have Friday and Saturday. So guys, please like, share, subscribe, and we will see you on Friday. And before we just, that was an abrupt finish there, Michael. <laughs> oh, yeah, go ahead unless you want to say something else. <laughs> um, I was just going um, to say, to to finish up here, just, <laughs> just like, sorry. I'm going to get the giggles now, aren't I? Um, look. It, I want I want us to just go through it again, Michael. That yeah, how much it saves you to just really understand what you want in a guy or in a woman. Like really understand that. Um, and if it's that you want, you know, 
Some people like to be at home and just come home from work and chill on the sofa and do nothing. And then they meet somebody that's got all this energy and they're like, come on, let's go out and do something. And the person on the sofa is like, no, I don't want to do nothing. Well, that person on the sofa could find someone like that if they vetted them. The person with all the energy could meet someone like that if they vetted them to get to know what they like and hear and listen to what they like. So take a mental note of it and don't ignore it. Because if it's things that you don't like and you do not want to participate in it, then it's not for you. And other, you know, save yourself those arguments of one liking Chinese and one liking Indian and no one ever agreeing on either of them, like what to well, eat. There's like minuscule things that you can look over, like let's say different food stuff. That's not a big deal. Like, you guys like different food? Not a big deal. But, like, if yeah. we're talking, like, major things, don't overlook those. Look, I've heard things, like, um, when in relationships where one wants to um, – one loves to travel and the other one refuses to get on an aeroplane. So – Oh, that's major. But, like, for example – Yeah, that's major. And I've heard that. And, like, with grown people, mm-hmm. Michael, 50, 50, 55 years old – been with their woman or their man for many years and and I've had a conversation and they've said oh no I don't you know I really would love to go to different countries but my wife just doesn't want to get on an airplane so I'm just not going to do it and it's like what you're going to go with your you're going to live your life and not do the things you want to do because someone else doesn't want to do it like please well we got to look at that because that could be circumstantial for for everyone, it's going to be different because, like, let's say you have a family and your wife has to stay at home and take care of the kids. And no. you're the only one that can leave and try. So everything could be circumstantial. Yeah, that. but the ones that I've heard is not to do with that. They just don't want to travel. And, and, the, then, and the, then, you know yeah. what? You can't. That's what you signed up for. Yeah. And, and you know, like, like a shame said, in your life, isn't it? Isn't, it? isn't it? Isn't that a big shame to, like, it live? Is, but can you really... You signed up for that. But they're, but they're miserable with it, Michael. This is the point. Mm-hmm. They're miserable with it. So mm-hmm. why put yourself through that? I don't because I comfortability, because they they're scared that they might meet somebody else again. And it's that same story over and over and over again. And it's like, let's bring our power back again and let's tap into who we are and what we're about and what we want and align with that with the right person. So you can live a fulfilled life, man. I agree with that. And that's why, as I said, there's like non-negotiables and there's negotiables. Like you can't be like, well, because you don't like tacos, I'm not going out with you. It's like, no, that's okay, different. Like, I don't yeah. care. Like, no, like, that's just, yeah, that's that's just silly. But like major yeah. things that you know that you need, like traveling or, or certain things that you need from a relationship, then of course you don't compromise on those. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So guys, We'll yes. let you go. This time we're I'm not ending good. abruptly. No. <laughs> yeah. um, nice soft, but, uh, soft approach. <laughs> yeah. We're not ending abruptly. So, yeah. Guys, please like, share, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Friday. See you soon.